Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer. Triple M's Real Football Show. Biggest names and the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball. Terrific run and a super finish. With Chris Dittmar. Can I just pick him up there? I'm 52 and I'm not growing up or mature. <laughs> and Scottish football superstar, Albie Kidd. The Triple M Real Football Show. Thanks to CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer. Good morning, Alex Avell this morning. Filling in for Dits, who, boys, I don't know, he just likes to have a day off. But joining me this morning, Albie Kidd, Scottish superstar and superstar from the advertiser, Val Miliarcho. Good morning, boys. Good morning. Top of the morning to you. Uh, no Dits? No, Dits on holiday again, I think. Oh, boy, takes a lot of holidays, Val. I'll tell you And he deserves them as well. (laughs) You're too kind. You're too kind, Val. I don't know what you and Dits have got going on. <laughs> Big show this morning, boys. Lots to talk about the state of Australian football. We're going to chat to Taylor Regan ahead of the uh, big game tonight against Western Sydney. There's football news in Machala but let's start by saying, how did we see the game in, in China uh, midweek in the ACL? Positive, positive signs. Um, I think after Western Sydney got rolled 5-1 and obviously Brisbane Raw 6-0 uh, just 24 hours earlier. I think uh, Adelaide set themselves up for a good game. They set themselves up. They were pragmatic. Guilherme Lamour set the team up defensively. Nice. They were structured. Trying to hit Jiangsu on the counter. Unfortunately, uh, they had just a little bit too much quality. Adelaide should have been, should have come out of there with a point at mm. least because uh, obviously Tarek Elrich was denied, I thought, a very, very rough offside call. It would have been 1-1 at the time. Mm, it was close. I think you could base it on a Europe, European match. You know, if you go away from home and uh, in China and get a, a good result, like a 2-1 result, it's uh, it's not a bad result. And I thought the boys done well. For group stage, it's good to see Ali Babal come on and, and score a goal. He's I've, been through a lot. And personally, he, he has gone away and, and kind of done it himself. He's grinded hard to, to get fit and get his knee back. So to come on and get that goal is a great result. Yeah, I think that was the story of the game to see. Uh, he was unfortunate last January um, 2016, did his ACL up in Brisbane, like he said. Stayed with the club, did rehab, then he went off to Belgium. He forked out. It was out of his own pocket. Uh, AZ released him, got himself a contract, and hopefully this is a, another building block for him to get back into, uh, obviously, action. I mean, he started off as a youngster scoring goals for Melbourne Heart, now Melbourne City. And it was a great goal as well. And I think it was the story of the night that him him just getting back on the park and, yeah, and getting a goal. Fantastic, he scored the confidence. You know, we need we need a striker up there. Babal looks uh, no bad. He looks uh, the business there. We're missing a striker at Adelaide, so he could be handy just for for the run in uh, Alex. And we had a lot of young boys playing in in you know against quite a lot of money. You know, big big <laughs> team over there. There's some big players: Ramirez, Alex <laughs> Dier, who was man of the match. How did you see them go, Val? The youngsters over there. Daniel Margush, I liked. Um, a bit of an error for the first goal. Maybe he should have done a lot better. I thought he had a solid game. Riley McGree, he's still on the up. I thought he got caught out for that first goal where uh, Rami Rez sort of turned him and, and he dived in and, and then he had the shot. Um, Nikola Mjolnicic, he's got to get that final product right. Mm. Um, he, he gets himself in, the, in himself in the good positions. He, he's very, very quick. There was a chance there. It should have been 1-1. Mm. He was a metre out from goal. You've got, to, you've got to tuck those balls in. I've seen it happen in the A-leg. For me, that could be the difference between Nicola going on with the A-leg or going back to MPL. 
Jordan O'Doherty I thought was solid as well. Mm. Look, lads, I reckon there's an imbalance there, obviously, and uh, the salary cap, uh, the amount of money that's been spent in China, Asia these days. You know, as we know, Alex, we were speaking about the uh, the two players, um, seventy million in total <laughs> against uh, a small, small team like Adelaide United. It's, it's an imbalance. It's uh, you know, it frustrates me. They've got to get rid of the salary cap. And if uh, somebody like Adelaide United want to spend an extra five million to compete in Asia, well, good on them. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's exactly what will happen. Everybody will start coughing and clearing their throat and whatnot. But um, it's an imbalance for me. And look, it, it's the positive signs out of that, though, is you've got some kids that were playing in the NPL that are suddenly playing in the Asian Champions. Exactly. Yep. It's invaluable experience for these kids, but it's also going to show up whether they're going to make it or not. You're absolutely right. And just talking about your imbalance, um, in, during this transfer window, China has spent 160 million US. They're number one. Um, actually, and USA is number two. 20, and they're a team which has got a cap to league as well. Mm. 25.5 million US. Then Brazil, 25. Japan, 11. Argentina, 9. So... Mm. But it's not a level playing field. That's no. what I'm getting at, and, and and really, it's it's just a shame. It's it's something needs to be done. It's got to be looked at. Look, we're going to be speaking about the salary caps uh, further on in the program. Alex, and I'm I'm interested in what Val's got to say about it. Well, look, let's look at tonight's game against Wanderers. So we played midweek, come back, go straight to Sydney. Some boys will be joining uh, the ACL team over there in Sydney as well. So hopefully, we get some run in our legs and we come back all right tonight. But how do you think we're going to go? I think they'll, they'll be okay. And they're still, if they can get a result tonight, believe it or not, they're still light. Smidgen. They're still smidgen. a smidgen <laughs> to make that top six. And uh, then anything can happen. But it will be hard because obviously the boys will be fatigued. They arrived in Sydney, I think, late on Thursday night. They'll be playing Wanderers, though, who absolutely got thumped. Mm. So uh, there'll be a confidence issue with the Wanderers And tonight. look, that is a positive, though, that the Wanderers have had to travel as well. They've had a couple more days rest than us. But that, that is a positive for us, that there's two teams that are playing in the ACL, both travelled. And the good thing is we had a better result midweek than the Wanderers mm. did. We looked stronger. So a result could be there for us. Yeah, absolutely. No, I reckon uh, they might get a result tonight, Alex. Um, it was a good result to go to uh, Asia and get a 2-1 result, uh, albeit a, a, a defeat. But uh, as Val says, the Western Sydney Wanderers will be on a low. Uh, their confidence uh, won't be high. But I think Adelaide, with that smidgen of hope to be in the top six, that's a big thing. Mm. you know. And, and I think the boys will be up for it tonight. Beautiful. All right, up next, we're going to talk about the state of Australian football. Mark Bosnich and Mark Rudin on Fox Sports had some strong words after the Wanderers and Brisbane Raw heavy defeats in the ACL. We'll get to that next. For CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer, the real football show here at Triple M. One hundred four point seven Triple M for CMI Toyota South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. The Real Football Show this morning with Albie Kid, Val Miliacho from the Advertiser, and don't forget a big morning coming up. Deadset Legends after us. They talk to AFLW Crows coach Beck Goddard and V Eight Supercars legend Russell Ingle. Boys, the state of Australian football, especially after the two bad results for Brisbane Roar and Wanderers, it's not looking great. But Mark Bosnich and Mark Rudin on Fox Sports. They have a forum and they have an opinion, and here's a small taste of what they had to say. We as a footballing nation have lost respect somewhat 
in Europe and the rest of the world. Mm. Okay, gone is the golden generation, um, and now we we find ourselves in this situation as opposed to other countries who are just elevating. Now you can talk about other areas in Asia, be it Southeast Asia, right? It's pl- Thailand, Myanmar, these, these, cl- these countries are all starting to grow. Yes, they've got a lot of money that they're putting into their development of their, of their game, but a country like Croatia, which is poor as, right, really poor, I mean, the unemployment rate over there is something like 25%, yet they continue to churn them out. You know, forget about the, the bigger picture for one second. Let's just concentrate on the 11 players that are out there for Brisbane. A lot of them, and I'm sorry to say this, did not look as though they wanted to be out there. Um, and, you know, they had, they had a half a decent start, um, but it's just been a one-way procession over that. And, and, and Ruz is right. We're talking about Orsic here. I think it was into Zaprisic or something like that. Well, maybe we should be going to those places and looking to get some foreigners then. Hmm. Because, you know, he, he's gone through Brisbane like a knife through butter. Um, and, uh, and, and like I said, we, we could stay here for another hour and go through all the problems and all that. But the biggest thing is this, and I've said this before, this is Australian football's brand. So, like I said, when this goes around the world, there's his second goal. People are going to turn around and go, basically, what is going on with the A-League? Because we are going backwards rapidly. And, that, and, and, and we're now seeing it. Japan, China and Korea, for me, have taken a, a quantum leap forward in, in so many things. We've got to be careful now because we're going to, like you saw last week with Mung Tong, Thailand, Indonesia, that, that's what we're going to be staring at. You know, one thing we should actually be ringing up tonight, Gianni Infantino, and actually saying thank you for expanding the World Cup with the way things are going, because this is going to happen with the national team on a big stage if we're not careful. That's just a small snippet, boys, of what was a 12-minute conversation with these guys. And they raised some interesting points that, you know, we should have uh, a transfer market. Yes. Where we should be able to sell players. We should get rid of the salary cap. And a lot of that is based on the fact that in Australia, the AFL has a salary cap, the NRL has a salary cap. But we are a world game where they're not, and we have to compete with other clubs and other countries right around the world for the best players and to groom our players. And another point they did make, so you can discuss it all, is the fact that a lot of our Socceroos team and the players that won the uh, Asian Champions, they've all gone backwards. Robbie Cruz has gone from Germany to China. Uh, Troisi's come back to Australia. We're not progressing like we should be. Big statements uh, from uh, Boza and uh, Matt Rudin there, but uh, they've got it right on the button there. They're right. Um, big statements there. Right. Where do you start, Alex? You know, there's that, <laughs> there's that, that, there seems to be that much wrong. But uh, for me, my concerns immediately would be uh, the development and the education of the kids coming mm. through. That's a big one for me, which impacts on all the, you know, we, we keep speaking about the, the youth teams not qualifying for youth competitions, uh, the Olympics, uh, and, and, and all, all the rest. And that's going to impact effectively on the national team. Mm. Well, so that's a big already, concern, though. It has already, because yeah. what are we seeing coming through? I think we've been sold a false hope in the, in the youth league, um, youth development, this curriculum. Australian players, I mean, we saw in the Champions League, Western Sydney, for example, Tony Popovich wins the Champions League by playing a pragmatic game, defensively structured, yep. getting on, hitting teams on the counter. Wins the Champions League in Asia. Massive. Adelaide United do in 2008. Brisbane Raw, when they've been in the Champions League under Ange's uh, reign, they try to play ticker-tucker. Give me a break. Australian clubs are not technically as good as even the Thai clubs. So don't play that way. Play like Adelaide United did the other night. And I think we've been sold this really bad, bad dream. Well, at the moment, we are way, way off the mark technically. I mean, you could... Why are we playing like this, Albie? Why is possession count? 
Why, why do we keep passing mindlessly into nowhere? The final destination is the goal, and they think, and I've seen it. You go watch kids, and you see coaches getting kids to pass for the sake of what? Just passing a ball? Well, I guess that you, coaching uh, as a general rule of thumb, you know, you're working through an FFA curriculum and everybody's got to run by that. And, and you're right, you're taught to, 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 the coaches are taught to play out from the back, etc. But if you've not got the cattle to do that, <laughs> you can't do it. So, so really, in general terms, it's it's always going to come unstuck here. I, I hear what you're saying there, Val, about the um, uh, the, the players in this country being less technical uh, or less well, ability. Unfortunately, they like. are. And and you're right in what you're saying there, but um, <clears throat> it's got to come from the top because we're losing our way. Absolutely. The, I think the FFA uh, had one of their uh, guidelines that they set down. They wanted to be one of the most or the most participated sport with juniors, and they've pretty much achieved that. Everyone's playing football. Mm. But the issue is none of these kids are then, A, being able to afford to go on and keep learning and keep playing because we've just touched on this before with the price. But also there's a, they're falling away. They're, they're not being able to take that last step of getting the extra time, getting games in bigger clubs and without expansion, all that kind of stuff. You know what really annoys me in the A-League? You hear coaches, some of them, over the last three or four years, they lose a game. They say we've won possession. Albie, please, please write to FIFA and ask if we can have an A-League possession table. We'll see who'll win it. <laughs> what a load of rubbish. What a load of absolute rubbish. The game is either won by goals for and against. Mm. Has possession ever won a game for you? But really, Laz, what you, what, you've got that curriculum. Well, it look, it's good to work within a framework, and it is a good framework. Mm. I, I believe in it. I buy into it. But really, in general terms, you know, the coaches are very responsible, and they've got to use their own philosophies uh, towards the curriculum. It's not just a straightforward thing of playing it for the back. You've got to play it for the back. Yeah, of course. The so therefore, it comes back yeah. to, the, to the coaches. Yeah, absolutely. It, it all comes back to the coaches. And, and like you said, we've got major problems. We need to expand the A-League. We need to make sure the NPL is a better product as well. We've got to all step up, I think, in the game. The salary cap, get rid well, of the salary yeah. cap. Straight up, that's got to go. Okay, and then like Bozza said the other night, if Central Coast want to be a development club, same with Adelaide United, let them do that. At the moment, you could have a brilliant player at Adelaide Olympic, Albie. You can't sell him to an A-League club. What sort of a joke yeah, is this? Yeah, that's pathetic. Mm. You've pathetic. got to take him overseas to make money. Mm. We've got to look at the AYACs of this world and the, the portals of this world. They've got a great system in place. They've got a good model where you know they get kids in there, they put them on the conveyor belt, they get them playing, they sell them off for two or three, six million, whatever. Mm. It goes back into the coffers and then the process starts again. Mm. And at the moment, we've got a bad reputation for, for producing players, which is no good. And, and like... We're complaining about the AFLs taking away the corporate dollars, the NRL. Uh, now they've got the AFLW, free-to-air TV. The market that these sports will never be able to touch is the transfer market. And the FFA has just absolutely killed it. Mm. We, we can't do any, We can't make money from it. Oh, it's just on the, the salary cap. Can we can we spend a couple of minutes on that, lads? You know, you're looking at the salary cap. It's it's there for a reason. It's to, to create a, a level playing field. You look at the top of the league. How many points is Sydney on now? What's the difference between the top of the league and the bottom of the league now? 50, 53, I think, yeah. or 54. It's not working. It's 50 like to 14. Yeah, you look at all the different... Yeah. 14. Well, you look at all the, <laughs> the the big leagues in the, in the, the world, the France, the Spains, the England, and, and Germany, all the, all the rest. I very much doubt if the, the points at the top of these leagues compared with the bottom is, is more yeah. than what it's in, in Australia. Well, so the therefore, EPL. it's not working. Apart from Chelsea being 10 points clear, second to sixth, 
and these are big spending clubs with, with lots of money, they're all sitting within a couple of points of each other. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know, I get it that they want to make it a level playing field, but it's not worth it. Val, salary cap, sadly United. Two point two and a half mil? 2.6. Right on the spend. You've got Sydney that's they've spent someone in the regional, what, six mil? Six mil. Melbourne City? Nine. Nine mil for Melbourne City. Yep. And, and victory will be up, up five? Four to five, I understand. So therefore, how could it possibly be, you know, a level playing field mm. when that's happening? It confuses me. It's not. It's not because everyone gets paid differently. Mm. But in saying that, this salary cap also stops a club... Say, for example, Paul Izzo. I hear he's coming back to Adelaide United. I've heard he's signed. Now, a great young goalkeeper, okay? Now, he needed to develop, and he's gone to Central Coast, got some game time there, and in his second season, he's flourished. He's flourished this year. Why couldn't Adelaide United, because there was a risk they could lose him for good, why couldn't they loan him out to Central Coast? Good and point. then bring him back. Good point. It's how stupid our FFA set up the A-League. It's now, it's gone past it. It's 13 years now. What is it? 2005 it kicked off? 12 years? Get with the real football model. It works. Hmm. This is the Australian thing. We, we've got to be in line with the other codes. We can't be seen to be out splashing the cash and doing the rest. But I get what you say. Boys, up next we're going to chat to Taylor Regan from Adelaide United. The Real Football Show right here at Triple M. All thanks to CMI Toyota. 104.7 Triple M for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. It is the Real Football Show this morning. Albie Kid, Val Miliacho. Boys, yesterday I was lucky enough to catch up with Taylor Regan. He's in good form at the moment. I like him. He's, 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 really he's, well. got, um, he's solidified that uh, defence there uh, and playing well. And Val, you had me ask him a question and I, uh, he has an answer for you. I'll <laughs> leave it at that. Let's hear it. It is in this. Here we go. And we are very lucky to have a man who was fantastic on debut, might I add, last time we spoke to him. So we're hoping for big things this time from Adelaide United, Taylor Regan. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for having me once again. Uh, well done on the ACL and uh, Jiangsu game. 2-1, it's not a great uh, feeling to lose a game that you were in so well, but the performance itself, you must be happy with that. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one, you know. For, for me, I'd prefer an ugly performance than to actually get the victory. Um, especially away from home and the hard work that the boys put in. But, look, there's positives from it. Um, after what happened in the day before with the Brisbane and West Sydney games, obviously there was, there was a bit of pressure riding on our result, and, and I thought the boys did well. But, again, three points, even a point would have been, you know, just reward for the hard work that the boys did put in. What was it like on that note, given that uh, you guys would have seen all the media coming out of Australia and Bozer and the likes were very vocal about the bad performances from Brisbane and Western Sydney? Does that filter through to you guys and is in the back of your mind going into big games like that? Uh, yeah, look, we'd be lying if we said that we don't read um, social media and things like that at times, um, especially you know when, when there was so much hype around what Roods and uh, Bozer came out and said. And, and, and look, some of their arguments are, you know, are very valid. You know, and, and we can't disagree with some of the things that were said, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're Australia's greatest quality is their fighting spirit, and, mm. and that's what we did against the Chinese, and hopefully we can carry that and add a little bit more skill. You know, we've still got boys like, you say, he's coming back in the squad. Our big Eli Babal has come on, scored a goal, and obviously showed that he's, he's a very good player. So, so we've got players coming into form and coming back into the squad, and hopefully, you know, with 
four games remaining, we can we can give it a bit of a shake. And how was uh, Ali's mood after the game? Good, you know. I think everybody collectively in football was happy to see after all the hard work he's done to come on and have an impact and score a goal like that. Yeah, look, I guess for him on a personal note, it's a little bit bittersweet. You know, you're down two 0 and he, he gets a goal, so that's obviously good on a personal note. Um, and and it's good to see. You know, he's a kid that he's still he's still very young. Uh, he's been around for a long time, and, and there's been huge raps on him in the past. And then you, know, you see it at training; he's, he's certainly got the what it takes to go to the next level where he was before. And hopefully, he can stay injury free and and prove to Australian football that that's where he belongs. And we've seen the Chinese leagues splash the cash, and of course, you got to face up against Ramirez and man of the match Alex Tierra. What were those players like? And did you see that instant step up in quality? Yeah, yeah. Look, I think me and Dylan McGowan were laughing at times after the match when we, we looked back. You know, there was times they were 2v2. There, there, yeah. there was about $70 million running, running, <laughs> running at about about $20,000. Um, you know, so, so yeah, of course, it, yeah, you pinch yourself sometimes and think that these players are on that sort of salary. And wow, um, you know, and that's what you get. You get those little moments in games that, that decide it and that's what you pay for and that's why you pay the big bucks. But, but our boys did well and, and you know, I'm proud of them. But despite the result, we, we tried hard. And it's pretty good exposure for some of the youngsters you guys are bringing through your ranks to go over and play in such big games against, as you said, teams with a lot of money and a lot of good players and to really hold their own in, mo- in moments of that game but also just get that overall experience. Yeah, look, there's been a bit... Bit of talk about young Rowan Gray at the moment, and Jordan O'Doherty, and these young players, and they're really, really good young players uh, with big futures ahead of them, whether that be in Australia or overseas in Asia or Europe. But but winning is also a habit, um, and and that's and that's something that that you also have to learn. Uh, so whilst they're they're progressing and doing really well, it's now about learning how to win, um, and that's what they need to help learn, and and that will come with experience, and hopefully. You know, this experience holds them in good stead for the future. Now, it'll be amiss of me not to ask because it's been all over the media here, especially whilst you guys have been uh, overseas playing, but Marcella Kuruska and not being included in the ACL squad and then, of course, not travelling with you guys this weekend. How is the mood between the boys and and him? And is he okay? And is everything all right in the the world of Marcella Kuruska as part of United? Yeah, look, I don't want to dive too much into... um, personal situations between players and clubs and contracts and things like that. But look, Cello is a very important player for us. Um, and, I mean, I don't want to give too much away for West Sydney either, but there's a guy with the name Marcello Karuska sitting somewhere on this bus. So, look, you know, <laughs> the media obviously released and had to release a squad of 18. Um, we travelled with a big squad to Asia um, and we've met up with a few extra boys here. So, look, yeah, he, he's a good person to have around the squad. I understand his frustration. Um, he's on this bus right now. Probably listening to my conversation. Well, give him a nod from Triple M. We all love him and we hope that he plays tonight. Now, I have yeah, got wonderful. a question here from Val and he's he's asked me to ask you this. So if you don't like it, you can have a go at him. He says yeah, that right there's on. a contract extension that has been sent to you, my friend Taylor Regan, and have you signed it? Well, I have to recheck my emails and it's been sent. Um, yeah, look, I'm speaking with the club at the moment um, about a few things for the future. Um, really, really enjoy my time in Adelaide despite, you know, the results. Um, but, yeah, look, the, the club has a bright future and they're building towards something special for more reports with my conversations with them. Um, and, and I hope that something can be <laughs> signed soon. But I haven't checked my email in about 30 minutes. So unless <laughs> Balano's inside running again... Um, <laughs> 
I haven't seen that contract yet. Oh, I like your honesty. That's good. Well, let's turn our attention to the game against Western Sydney. First of all, how have all the boys pulled up? You're going to get some running in your legs and make sure you're feeling okay ahead of the game. But, A, how are we feeling and what have we got to do to get the win? Yeah, look, there'll be a few little changes, no doubt, to the Champions League squad that played the other night and also the team that played in Melbourne. Um, but they will too. You know, they had to go to Korea. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, they went to China. Brisbane went to Korea. So they've they've done the, the minutes too in the legs and they've travelled and they're in Perth before that. So... They haven't got it much easier than us, so it'll be it'll be a few weary legs out there. But but we're professional footballers, so there's no excuses when it comes to that. The boys are confident. Well, we wish you all the best tonight. Thanks for your time, Taylor, and good luck. Come back with a result. Thank you very much. Hopefully, we can come back with yeah three points for our trouble. So thanks for having me, guys, and and cheers for the support. There he is, Adelaide United's Taylor Regan. Always speaks open and honestly. So we heard there, Machala Kuruska is on the bus. He's in Sydney. Uh, so there's the chance that he may play tonight, Val. I think he'll start. Um, Mark Marino went over as well, but Taylor Regan, he didn't actually come clean, did he? About, no, about so the contract thing, but he, he said it's there. At least I asked your question for you. <laughs> no, he said he hasn't got anything and he was checking his email to see if something's coming through. Oh. But you think it has been sent to him. He's got the extension in front of him. Maybe he's not happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, look, I've been around football clubs, lads, for a lot of years, as you all know. A lot of years. <laughs> I think there's a problem here more in Karuska. Mm. I think there's something underlying there, and they've got to get it sorted out. All right, well, no, it's not think. I think there definitely is. Well, there you go. <laughs> but that shouldn't matter, should it, Albie, in, in the world of professional football. You don't have to get on with someone to actually do your job. Is that correct? I think you need to settle your differences. You, you, you look at Karuska, and let's, let's speak about, about for a couple of minutes. You know, he's, he's blown hot and cold these days. Let's be honest about it. He's getting up there in years. What is he, 33 now? Um, Don't run him off at 30. No, 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 no. He's, he's at a decent age. He's, in, he's been injured a lot as well. But I just think that, honestly, coaches, when, when, when you get players that, that are injured all the time, they tend to go off them. I'm telling you right now, they do. Globally. Yeah, but I think you're being unfair there. Um, he, Look, he actually broke his metatarsal right, in pre-season. Hold, hold the yeah. thought. I want you to get into this a little bit more detail. We'll do it next because I don't think I'm, we're going to give it the right time it needs to discuss the situation <laughs> with him. All right. So hold those thoughts. We'll come back and we'll delve right into Marcello Karuske next, right here at Triple M on the Real Football Show. We're doing it for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. <laughs> Sounds like I'll be laugh over the end of the song. It's one hundred four point seven Triple M for CMI Toyota. This is the real football show. I'll be loving a bit of that song. Well done, mate. Yeah, Billy Conley. Billy Conley like coming out of breakfast. Man. <laughs> <laughs> now, boys, we touched on it uh, off the back of the Taylor Regan chat just before. If you missed it, uh, Val, give us an update on the Machalakaruska <laughs> situation at United. Left out of the ACL squad, we thought he wasn't going to travel to Sydney to play uh, tonight, but it looks like he's there. Where are we at with all of that? He's bitterly disappointed, obviously, being left off the ACL uh, squad. I think it's more so the thing that I think really hurt him, and and I do know because he he opened up to me um, earlier on in the week, was Baba Diawara wasn't even in the country. We didn't see him train. We didn't know anything about him. Mm. And when the squad was announced... Cello's out, Bubba's in. That's what hurt him the most. And, Albie, you've got an opinion on Marcello. He started off this season um, against Redlands. He's, he's broken a bone in his foot. Yeah. Had an operation. You're right. He's been blowing hot and cold. So is the rest of the team. I saw a better Marcello Karuska last weekend 
when he linked up with Kim uh, Jae-sung. I thought that maybe is what Cello had been missing, somebody in the same wavelength. And maybe if it works tonight, we could see something different. But he wants to stay. He's going to become an Australian resident in the next couple of months. The club has got an opportunity now. He's a big character in the dressing room as well, Albie. He's not like a, an in-your-face character. Yep. But he's a leader. He, he keeps the mood upbeat. He's a family man. Um, he loves the city. And this is a guy, I, I don't want to see it ending ugly. And I think if the club's smart, they, they should, I, re, I think, keep him and then blend him into becoming one of your culture, one of your club men who can help you develop players for the future. That's my opinion. Well, as you say, Val, with a permanent residency coming in a couple of months, um, it makes perfect sense because he drops off that list as a, mm. an import. Um, he is a leader. Uh, we've heard that through many channels. and He's good in the dress room, and that's a big thing. But I can understand the Amor thing as well. You know, you do get frustrated as a coach if a player's not performing. You think about when Karushka come here initially and, and for a couple of years. He was fantastic. He was busy. He was uh, lively. He was uh, looking as if he was going to score goals every single week. The dy dynamic of that has dropped off a little bit, and it might be his age. I don't think it would be at 33 years of age, but... You know, when he's getting injured there and um, and all the all the other stuff, um, coaches do get frustrated with players. But I'm with you, Val. I think he should have went to Asia. I thought he should have went to mm. Asia. I think he's um, he is still a big part of the club, and I wouldn't like to see him leaving. Do you think the fact that he didn't go to Asia, and even though they hadn't seen Diori yet, was the fact that we didn't have a quality striker at the time? So we're gonna we can't go to Asia lacking a striker. That would have been surely United's thought pattern there. Yeah, and the other thing too is he was a big part of the actual club getting into Asia. Mm. Don't, yeah, don't forget about yeah. last season, how, how good he was last season. Mm. And then his reward is staying home. I mean, oh, yeah, as, definitely. I would take it as a personal insult if that happened to me. And, and I think Cello's taken it that way. Yeah, as but well. you're, only as, look, you're only as good as your last game. And even if you go back um, the last five games that Kurishka's played for the club there before he goes to Asia, you know, that. that, that points a finger or, or, or gives a, a coach an indication should he take him you know but I hear what you're saying there the, the, the guy's not even in the country and he's got a spot in the, in the squad to go there that, that, that does that, that's a bit off for me a bit off yeah but you could also look at you know Syria has he had his best season this year well he no, certainly hasn't he hasn't. clearly he's, he's, he, he got injured earlier in the season and he hasn't been the same Sergio Syria we've seen over the last three seasons so you know, there's a lot of debate, but Let's, we're never going to win it because obviously Moore's made the decision. <laughs> well, let's end it on this. You, you know, you speak to Cello a lot. Is he okay with staying at United? Uh, there's no, you know, irreparable damage done. Is he going to be okay? He he wants to stay. He he loves the city. I've spoken to his agent in Argentina, Maxi Pra, and he's he's going. What's going on? I said, well, speak to the club. Don't speak to mm. me. I'm just the middleman. He wants to stay, and I think, no, the, the damage is not irreparable. Um, but obviously, a lot's going to depend on who's going to be the manager next season. Very good. All right, up next, we're going to talk all things football news. There's a lot of stuff going on. And stick around, Dead Set Legends coming up straight after us. Uh, Crows coach for the AFLW League, Beck Goddard, and V8 Supercars legend Russell Ingle on the show this morning. It's the Real Football Show, thanks to CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer.
104.7 Triple M with In Excess, heading for 33 deg uh, degrees today, nearly 20 degrees. The Dead Set Legend boys coming up next, so boys, we better hurry up so we can get out and let them in. Quick football news. Good news, the Matildas defeated the Netherlands 3-2 this morning in the Al uh, Al Algarve That's, a good, that's yeah, a good result. That Portugal. Right. Very good result. Portugal. Portugal. Uh, Fernando Torres, if you didn't see the reports, horrible, uh, horrible head clash, uh, went face first into the 18-yard box. Initial fears, players were distraught, got ambulanced off. Good news, he's been released from hospital, no severe brain damage or anything that was reported. Uh, so that is good news for him. Barcelona coach Luis Enrique has announced he's going to leave Barcelona. Huge. Massive decision. Who's going to take over? Ranieri. Yeah, more. Well, they would take him back, wouldn't they? 300 plus games for Barcelona. He's got to be in there somewhere. Surely. Well, he's, he's won two championships, hasn't he? Enrique. Enrique, yep. Mm. So he's done well. Good result. Yep. Uh, well. Man United defeated Southampton 3-2 in the yes. NFL Cup. And Zlatan being Zlatan after the game was fantastic. If you haven't seen any of his post-game interviews, go and search them on YouTube. Brilliant. He's the best. He is, <laughs> he's, he's, the best. he's not got much confidence, that boy. <laughs> now, this one for you, Val. According to Italian newspaper Tutto Sport, current Chelsea manager Antonio Conte has agreed to join Inter. Mm-hmm. But then reports out today from England is that he's moving his entire family to London for an extended stay. Have the Italians got that one right or wrong? Who do you believe? Actually, um, he's been offered like, isn't it $30 million a season? Jeez. Australian. <laughs> and, and, and Albie, the man offering him the money owns Junksil Suning, who beat Adelaide United on Wednesday <laughs> night. So work it out. So how much money has this, has this guy got? Uh... Can I mention something? You can. Ranieri. Yes. Okay. So they've, they've got Ranieri out. Leicester go to Liverpool. They beat them 3 1. You know who's tipped to be the, the coach now? Oh. Roy Hodgson. Really? Ooh, that smells. That, that, that is an incredible decision. Oh, what a letdown. To let Ranieri go and Hodgson come in, which I, I don't have a great deal of um, faith in when I've seen him coaching England. Poor. Mm. Now, uh, IFAB, a meeting. Tonight, their Tonight. annual AGM at Wembley Stadium. So they're looking at the fourth substitution in extra time. That's one. Um, obviously, players' equipment. The Simbin, yellow card, and then sit the game out. What do you think about that? Yeah, that'll be interesting. For a few um, minutes? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not sure. Not sure? Yeah, on it, the fence. Jury's out. I, I think it would make referees very, very reluctant to actually book players. So we're going to see mm. worse tackles. Because they know that the player's going to sit out for three or four minutes or five minutes. Yep. Don't know about that. No, Are they sure, tampering yeah. with the game too much? Obviously, they're looking at the video assistant referees. See, is it working? Good. Is it not? Sure. It, it was an absolute nightmare. They had a, a, an experiment in, in Wellington mm. with a match, and the decision took three minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's, okay. yeah. I, don't, see, I don't know. You see last night, Melbourne's game, Alex, you're a good uh, Melbourne Victoria um, victory. <laughs> Supporter, Am I? the the foul at in nine minutes, Zulu on um, Ingham, send off. No, Royus wasn't it? Marco Royus? No, no, it was uh, was it Royus? The winger, yeah. The, the oh, Kiwi, Royus, Kiwi, Kiwi Messi, yeah. 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 Royus or Ingham, one, one of the two. But anyway, it's the best player in, in my field, and that's why send off. Yeah, for me, no. Last man. I'd, I'd, oh, the rules tough. are the rules. Yeah, rules yeah but for if, me, no. Was he going to get that ball even if Zulu missed it? I don't know. Well, that's a very, very, that's a key moment in that but, game. But on video decisions, if you can get them quick enough and they're made right, surely it's going to benefit the game. They can't be going for three minutes, but if you glaring off sides where there's or not given, 
goals that are given for offside when they're not, penalties that should... Surely that's where we need to sit. Well, what, this wasn't what was a penalty that the referees... Obviously, you know what happens in the box. The free kick comes in and then there's a bit of jostling yeah, yeah. and yep. push and shove. And then the smart smart man, fourth official, decides, oh, look at this one. And it took three minutes to make a decision. Mm. There could Too be long. a riot in a stadium <laughs> in three minutes. Too long. If you deliberate... Very true. And, and you'll put all your fans offside. I, I, I did not like the, the time. Difference. Right. Time for us to get out of here, Albie, before we go. NPL today, Olympic, who have they got? We're playing Metro Stars away. How are you going to go? I think we've got a right good chance of getting uh, something up there. Oh, I like the confidence. Val, thank you very much. Pleasure. Albie, thank you. Cheers, Alex. Up next, Dead Set Legends, right here at Triple M. Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer.